You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by HuntStand. HuntStand is the number one hunting app in the country, and at only $29.99, HuntStand offers a ton of functionality for hunters all over the country. Whether you own your own property or strictly hunt public, you can choose from over a dozen base maps, view property ownership information, 3D mapping, local weather, log your sightings and harvest, as well as use their trail cam management software, and print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. What's up, everybody? If you're listening to this right now, you've made it. You made it through another week. You made it through another long, hot summer week. And, uh, yeah, with every passing day, we're getting closer to fall. And so I know I'm very excited about that. Hope you guys are, too. Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast. Again, my name is John Hutspeth, and we have a really good one this week, one that I've been very excited about for a while. And uh, this week, we're talking to Isaac Smith. Uh, Vector Custom Shop, and Isaac is the owner, the founder, he's the Arrow Fletcher, he's the customer service, he does a lot, uh, you know, it's a, a newer company, small company, growing like crazy, and uh, I was very lucky to get him on the show, because he's a busy man, and uh, yeah, they just have a really good product, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, there's a lot of buzz in the hunting industry has been for you know a couple of years now about the whole high FOC forward of center arrows and uh, yeah Isaac does a great job of kind of breaking that down breaking down why that's important and then also you know talking about his product his arrows that take a bunch of the guesswork and uh, all the craziness out of it to where you know you don't have to build them yourself um you know you basically you go to their website you type in all of your stats and they custom build you a arrow just for your needs and so again i said i wasn't going to ruin it and i started ruining it so i don't want to talk about that anymore until we actually get into the episode but a few real quick housekeeping uh deals uh this coming weekend when you listen to this this coming weekend is the Outdoor Nation Expo uh, in Shawnee, Oklahoma, and my plan is to be there on Saturday, hanging out with you guys, meeting you guys, and so I hope everybody can come out. If you're there, look me up. I'll be wearing an Oklahoma Outdoor t-shirt, a black t-shirt. Uh, I'm the short blonde guy, so I'm pretty easy to spot. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a great event. It is uh, August 13th and 14th. I believe the doors open at 8 a.m. on Friday and 9 a.m. on Saturday. And then Craig Morgan is actually going to be doing a concert uh, Saturday night. And so going to be lots of booths and food. I think it's even free to get in. So you really have no reason not to go. And like I said, I'm going to be there. So I'm kind of a big deal. You know, you should come meet me. I love meeting you guys. Um, and, yeah, it's just really cool to talk to you guys. And, yeah, hunting season's right around the corner, so you need to come check out all the new gear, all the products. If you're like me, you might want to leave your wallet at home because you're going to be really tempted to spend money. So, yeah, um, that is about it. I'm going to keep this intro pretty darn short because me and Isaac had a nice long conversation. 
again, I can't talk about uh, just what a great guy he is enough. And so I hope you're strapped in. I hope you're ready. Get out your pen and paper. Get ready to take notes because here is my podcast with Isaac of Vector Custom Shop. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. And I'm talking to Isaac Smith. How are you doing today, Isaac? You're doing awesome. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad you came on. And uh, normally on the show, I'd just kind of jump right in and have you introduce yourself and everything. But uh, just because of what we're talking about today and because of the audience, I want to I want to throw myself under the bus real quick just so nobody listening to this uh, feels out of place. And so uh, we're going to be talking about arrows today, more specifically, you know, heavy arrows. And uh, so before we get going, I just want to throw these stats out here. And uh, for anybody listening, you know, you may not understand quite what I'm talking about, but hopefully by the end of this, you will. So uh, my current arrow, I just uh, I just figured it out today, is uh, 360 grains. And I'm Woo. shooting. <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm shooting 13% FOC. So I actually did the FOC okay. first and was like, oh, that's not bad. And then I did all the calculations for the arrow and kind of realized that, you know, not quitting, not sitting quite as high on the horse as I thought. So, uh, yeah. yeah, 13%'s not that, uh, mm-hmm. not bad if you, if your weight is a little mm-hmm. higher, but yep. yeah. Yep. What's the, what's the arrow that you sh- are shooting or what have you shot in the past? Uh, so I've shot a couple different ones. The one I'm shooting right now is a, a gold tip, uh, I believe kinetic pierce. Uh, cool. kind of the thin diameter and everything. And, uh, you know, yeah. been shooting them for yeah. a while, been shooting, you know, I've killed uh, plenty of deer with it, shot several hogs. Uh, hogs sure. is where I really kind of started noticing, and, you know, like, you know, obviously the, the heavy arrow is a big topic right now in the hunting industry. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live in a place where we have a bunch of hogs and, uh, you know, smaller hogs were never a problem. But big hogs, like, I mean, I, you'll laugh at this. Uh, I actually have a video on my phone of me shooting a hog with kind of a cheaper broadhead. You know, I don't use my, I tend to not use my real good stuff on, um, on hogs, but, uh, I have an arrow or a, a video of me shooting an arrow at a big 200 plus pound hog. And the arrow actually doesn't even get the full length of the broadhead in. And the pig takes a few steps. Oh, the, the pig takes a few steps and goes back to eating. And so that was when I was really like, all right, I got to do something here. So, so, all right, wow. now, now that we got that yeah, stuff out of the I way, yeah, now that we got that stuff out of the way, uh, Isaac, why don't you, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your company. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks man. Um, I have a similar journey myself. Uh, I'm, I got into bow hunting, you know, as a kid, didn't come from a bow hunting family, but was just, uh, you know, read books and was obsessed with the idea and shot a lot of rabbits and stuff with a, with a recurve, you know, running around our, you know, country home in Indiana where I grew up. And so, you know, it's just always a fascination. And, and then through college got really into bow hunting when I got a compound and um, discovered the vast amount of public land that's available to us and uh, just, you know, found, found other, you know, people on the internet that like the same stuff. And I don't know, I just, you know, that's probably nine years ago now, um, that I really just sunk my teeth in and got really obsessed with bow hunting, man, and moved to Wisconsin and, uh, got married. And, uh, um, I, I, I had a lot of frustration around arrows, um, experimented with a lot of things. I'm a, a tinkerer, 
um, and where I lack in um, mathematical understanding and some of the more technical elements of arrow flight and arrow, you know, building and the physics of it. Uh, you know, I made up for it with copious amounts of tinkering and, um, and then uh, kind of came up with this idea of the vector hammer um, with my friend, Michael, um, who I just another guy around my age who I met at church that we did a little bit of hunting together and we did some tinkering and came up with the hammer. And um, long story short, uh, I co-founded Vector Custom Shop, which is a brand um, that builds arrows um, and the, really the main differentiator um, is that we build an arrow completely. We, we cut it to length and glue the insert in, but not just a stock insert, but we're running an algorithm based on your specs, your draw length, draw weight, broadhead weight. Um, what are you hunting? Those factors um, determine what spine and insert weight we put you in. And, and uh, in order to get the best arrow flight possible, which is, one of the most important factors for penetration and, you know, building a truly lethal and effective tool. Um, but also just something that's going to hit like a train. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our arrow builds, um, land between five and 600 grains. Um, and there's a lot of things <laughs> around that weight that people get really nervous about throwing that much weight downrange. They think it's going to, you know, make them so slow that they won't be effective in the woods. And, and I get that. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can speak into all that stuff, I mm-hmm. guess. If you're yeah. Well, I, where you want to take it. <laughs> no, but, uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. actually, uh, before we go too far, I do want to, just for the listeners, you know, people who may not be yeah. quite as up to date on this, I do want to have a quick little like term breakdown. And so, sure. Uh, so I'm yeah. going to throw out some terms and just kind of go down the okay. arrow, and I'll let you define them. Uh, so Fantastic. first and foremost, uh, I think we've both said it, FOC. What is FOC? Yeah. So FOC is just front of center. So, like, how much of the total arrow weight is allocated towards the front of the arrow? So um, a low FOC arrow would be your standard – arrow that comes out of a box at the sporting goods store and it comes with you know six arrows and it's got a little baggie with six aluminum inserts in there Mm -hmm. and you when you cut it to length you look at the spine chart glue them little eight eleven twelve grain inserts in there and then the chart assumes you're going to use a 100 grain broadhead um so you know you've got 111 grains up front and your arrow might weigh, you know, 280 grains or something like that. So mm-hmm. you end up at the 380 grain mark all in. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of a low FOC setup. Mm-hmm. So a higher FOC, you know, and and for reference, that might be, you know, 11% or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I'm pulling these numbers out of my butt. but I mean, that's pretty close you, to what you know I just what calculated. I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I, that sounds kind of like I, what you just said you're using. I went, to yeah. the, I went to the archery shop. They said, these are good arrows. They fixed them up for me, and I never <laughs> questioned it. So, Absolutely. And 
And oftentimes that's what's going to shoot real fast and a flat trajectory. Um, but, and, and it's kind of what's been most popular in the industry and that, you know, most marketing jargon is kind of in archery is oriented around speed. Like every bow is sold on speed and being mm-hmm. faster than last year. And, and that's really starting to change this year. And I think that's super cool, but, um, speed isn't everything, you know, and mm-hmm. kinetic energy isn't everything. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like a high FOC setup would be something where there you're beefing up the weight on the front of the arrow, either in a heavier broadhead or a heavier insert or a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's, you know, right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. Uh, but basically like, um, Dr. Ed Ashby would say, you know, around 19% is like the ultimate, mm-hmm. um, for arrow flight and penetration. Mm-hmm. And, um, so like I can, I can tell you about m- an arrow I have set up right now is like 18%, so like a 300 spine and I've got 260 grains up front. Mm-hmm. And I think total arrow weight on it's like 580. So it's it's eighteen uh, percent FOC, so quite quite a bit of weight up front, and mm-hmm. and really what what you get is like I've heard it explained. It's a little bit of an extreme example, but like you know when you're a kid walking through the woods and you find a stick that looks like a spear, you chuck it like a spear, like a javelin, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it goes straight for six feet and then it's, you know, <laughs> lands on the ground totally sideways. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, that's a kind of an extreme visual on just an arrow that's, mm-hmm. you know, not balanced. And obviously there's not veins on a right. stick that you're chucking like a javelin, but right. you're asking your veins to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with a high FOC setup an appropriately built high FOC setup, it's almost like chucking a rock with a, a string dangling in the wind behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to hit with a thud. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't need much guidance. That string, you know, <laughs> dangling behind the rock is not steering the rock. You right. know, And it's so a obviously, yes, extreme example, mm-hmm. but in theory, we're trying to, just it's, it's a it's a really really big change in um the way the arrow flies and the mm-hmm. way it hits moreover and uh and it's it's a extremely satisfying <laughs> thing when you see that arrow yeah you know mm-hmm. on a good or otherwise hit you know mm-hmm. and it just sails right through doesn't even stop like right and you know that i i don't know for me it gives me a lot of confidence mm-hmm. like i when I was uh, kind of getting started, I was shooting uh, the Eastern uh, Axis mm-hmm. for a, a long time and the full metal jackets and stuff. And those were all, you know, great. I had great experiences mm-hmm. shooting them and stuff. But, like, it was always just top of mind that if that deer moves, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't expect it to at the last second. And I do not hit exactly where I'm aiming. Uh, this could go south. Like, I could not find the deer i could you know wound it or you know not recover and and that um that would suck so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know 
yeah. getting into the heavier setups, it's kind of like, man, if this deer ducks or, you know, spins and I hit it mm-hmm. frontal or in the shoulder or in a major bone, it's like, mm-hmm. it's still just going to go right through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or even just to, you know, truly up your, up your, uh, odds, you mm-hmm. know, of just getting a clean shot. It's like, I just shot a deer, uh, last year, like hard quartering too at 18 yards. Uh, and it was just like, went right through that shoulder, like butter, man, hmm. passed through like long ways through the cavity of this those body like mm-hmm. it was crazy yeah and so i don't know things like that just makes me think you know this is so effective like why wouldn't everybody want to do this so mm-hmm. yeah awesome well um, and the answer truly is i think most people just don't know you know yeah and so that's yeah. why we're kind of doing what we're doing is yeah trying to bring lethality back to the top of the priority list mm-hmm. um over just speed yeah and I hope this you podcast know. helps do that. So, heck yeah, man! <laughs> yeah, all right. But I got a few more terms to go before we get too far. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Sorry, that's okay. No, it was great. Right. I didn't want to stop you. You were explaining FOC, and you know that's what we're here to talk about. So, um, yeah. So uh, FOC, I think most people know what a broadhead uh, inserts. You've, you've mentioned inserts a few times. Tell us about inserts. Just a quick, you know, quick definition. For sure, yeah. So it's just a aluminum or steel component that you glue into the front of a carbon fiber shaft so that you can thread in the broadhead. Um, and broadheads have standardized threading size, so mm-hmm. um, you know all the threading is going to be pretty much the same on a standard broadhead line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the inserts vary, and there's some that are like a half out. And there's some that are completely hidden inside the shaft and, and ours is a two piece insert. So it's got a piece that glues on the inside of the shaft. And then there's also what we call a outsert, um, that goes around the outside of the shaft. It kind of sandwiches the front of the carbon fiber in between two pieces of metal. And it just makes it super durable, but also heavier at the front of your arrow. So gotcha. Inserts, inserts accomplish a couple things. They, you know, allow you to screw your broadhead into the front of the arrow. They make your arrow way tougher, potentially, um, if they're designed well. Um, and they make them heavier where it counts at the front. Nice. Nice. All right. And then kind of just moving back a little more. Most people know what the, the shaft of the arrow is, you know, kind of the body. But uh, sure. you, you mentioned earlier spine. Give everybody a quick rundown of what your spine is. Yeah, spine spine is just how stiff the shaft is. Like a 250 spine is very stiff. It's not as easy to bend or flex as like a 300 or 350 spine, which is probably – a more common range that people would be in mm-hmm. is like 350 or even, you know, if you're, if you're kind of using out of the box arrows, maybe even more like a 400 spine mm-hmm. for adult hunters, even, uh, and the, the heavier, the stiffer spines are heavier because oftentimes the, you know, even the outer diameter is bigger. They're just 
more material on the shaft. That's what makes mm-hmm. it stiffer. So they gotcha. get heavier too gotcha. as you get stiffer. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Moving back a little further, you got your veins. Give us a quick vein rundown. Yep. Yeah, veins, I mean, they, they provide control to a shaft. And I guess my thoughts on it have changed over the last couple of years. Um, I think of them more as drag than a spinning force now. Um, but the basic rundown is, yeah, they provide control to the shaft. Um so that it goes straight, um, especially once you put a broadhead on it, because that broadhead is kind of like another set of veins up at the front of the arrow. And so you need to control that shaft and keep it moving straight. And spinning, that helical force is a factor. Uh, you know, it, it veins kind of determine which direction your arrow is going to spin in flight and how fast, depending on how much they're like offset at an angle. So it's all, you know, it's, man, it's so hard to get, you know, hard, hard not to get into the weeds on it. Right. Oh, we're going to get into the weeds. Don't worry about that. I just, I just wanted to kind of talk about the turn. You know, I just want to kind of get everybody, make sure everybody's on the same page, at least knows what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry. They're on my list for sure. So (laughs) cool. So you've, uh, you kind of mentioned earlier kind of, you know, how this arrow came about. Um, but before we really break the arrow down, uh, just kind of give us a quick rundown of, you know, how this idea came about, like how this need came about. Um, okay. Well, my background is, I guess, I'm a serial entrepreneur and I've spent the last five years, well, yeah, five years ago, I quit my last job and I was doing basically freelance branding, digital marketing, videography, like creative work for corporate clients. Mm -hmm. And I did a couple of projects that just got me thinking, I wish I just had a product you know, to build a brand around like for myself, but that, that would just be fun. So I've, I kind of just always had that in my head and was, you know, always thinking that's the, the evolution of my <laughs> entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. And well, I had a hunting buddy uh, named Michael and our wives were friends and we were hanging out and he was like, I think I'm going to just start building arrows for people to make side cash and whatever. And, and I was interested and I was, getting pretty nerdy on it myself at that point and we were building arrows a lot together and whatnot so i was like man well like how how deep do you go on that because the arrow is you know the arrow is 50 percent of an effective archery kit mm-hmm. you know the archer and the bow make up the other 50 percent. the arrow is like it's half the equation here mm-hmm. you know yeah and so I was like, you know, are you, are you going to build arrows? Are you going to like let them pick what colors, you know, you want the arrow and they're going to tell you what components to use and then you buy them and you're just getting paid to assemble them. And, and we were just brainstorming on this and, uh, we ended up kind of going in together on launching vector. Um, and he's not a part of it anymore. He 
moved out of town and took a job up northern Wisconsin. But uh, I've run with it for the last year and a half, and and it has kind of evolved from that conversation, just jokingly over dinner, like it should be more than just picking what color you want to, you know, your arrow or to match your string and your D loop. Like it, it should be a a algorithmic tool that calculates aerodynamic spine and takes into consideration how to make the best flying arrow and the most lethal arrow possible mm-hmm. based on your specs. Mm-hmm. And so it it kind of just took that man, it it I got obsessed with it and uh just spent, you know, the last year trying to figure out how to build a web tool that would calculate that for you know, 97% of you know, mm-hmm. the average Joe kind of bow hunter. Mm-hmm. Like how do we bring elite per, elite arrow performance to the average bow hunter? So I don't know. Does that that's, answer your question? Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So you, sure. you had this idea, you did your research and now comes the fun part. Uh, so your, your product, your arrow is called the vector hammer, uh, HMR. Yeah. And, uh, Yes. So, so tell me about your baby, man. Tell us, you know, if somebody buys one, what are they getting? Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I I got really lucky. Um, I I didn't know very much about what I was getting into, <laughs> but I started selling these arrows and basically building them to fit shooters and. For the first, I think, like, 500 orders, I literally would just get on the phone or spend, you know, send six, seven emails back and forth with a customer to figure out what their specs were, draw length, draw weight, what head they're going to use, how much it weighs, um, like, what they're hunting, how long they would take a shot on a um, in a hunting scenario. Mm-hmm. And I would type it all into a software that's available to everyone called uh, On Target 2 by Pinwheel Software. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool software to play with. There's a 10-day free trial on it. But, you know, I bought the software and just would plug in every user specs on that thing and calculate the perfect arrow um, on my laptop. And then that's how I build it. And it took forever. Um <laughs> And I, you know, the arrow builds were sloppy and I was building them at my dining room table and, um, but people loved them, man. And, uh, you know, I was, I was learning so much stuff. Like, you know, we had veins falling off in the box and all this crap. Like it's come a really long way, Mm -hmm. um, in under two years now, but we figured we've, we've figured a lot of stuff out, but. Um, one of the customers who bought one of those first sets, uh, his name was David Williams and he lived about an hour straight east of me here in Wisconsin. And he was like, Hey, I have very strong opinions about arrows. I think you're really onto something here. 
I would love to help you guys like, you know, grow this thing up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, and, and so I, I was like desperate for help really like Mm -hmm. to create systems around it and make this something that was really useful to the masses. Mm -hmm. And so David, um, turns out, you know, we, we met up, he told me a whole bunch of things that were really cool about the, the hammer that I didn't even really realize myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, turns out he's a physicist <laughs> and he's got a bunch of really high level degrees from really prestigious schools. And he's done a lot of consulting with, I mean, you name it, Apple, Disney, the department of defense. He's got his name on dozens of patents. He's a really br- brilliant guy mm-hmm. and, uh, he's retired and he's just like, I'll jump on your team and help you with whatever you need. So nice. He created the algorithm that uh, is in the website. Mm-hmm. He and his son Cody, and uh, you know, I basically just we we hacked together this website that calculates the perfect setup. But the arrow itself is the other half of the the product. Like mm-hmm. the process is part of the product. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's it's as easy as putting in your specs on a website and getting an arrow that flies really good out of your bow mm-hmm. um, and hits really hard. But the, the arrow itself, the shaft is unique because it is a micro diameter shaft, but it is it employs what we call thick wall technology. And it it's a fancy way to say it's got really thick walls. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So- and... Uh, that that makes it heavier, um, but it also makes it really hard to break. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Not many people break them. If you break a, a vector hammer, it's probably because you hit like a boulder. Like <laughs> you're trying, you're uh-huh. you're trying to break it. But uh-huh. you know, we've got I've got friends who've shot you know eleven, twelve deer with the same arrow, hmm. and no problem. Don't need to straighten out the answer or anything. Just Man. you know. The, uh, I think the last, uh, I'm trying to think of the last time I shot a deer and did not break my arrow and I can't think of one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, here's, here's something to consider. There's so much talk about kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and kinetic energy is kind of a, a metric that sells archery equipment similar to speed, mm-hmm. like IBO speeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, David, uh, the mastermind oh. around here, he was trying, we're, we were, we've been trying to just like put physics concepts into like simple analogies. So mm-hmm. like kinetic energy is a Toyota Camry that hits a brick wall at 60 miles an hour and mm-hmm. just crumples like an accordion. Mm-hmm. And momentum is a Mack truck <laughs> that's full to the brim with stones and it hits the same brick wall and it doesn't really slow down. Mm. It just punches right through and rolls on through. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a, there's still speed, the same amount of speed in a, in a, the, the Camry, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that's, that energy culminates in the, the crumpling of a, of the uh, projectile, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the same thing that's happening with very light arrows. When they break, they, they really break, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, you know, the, the total arrow weight gain, I mean, that's, it's pretty important because, I mean, just, just upping arrow weight alone mm-hmm. will mean you can reuse arrows because it will sail through. It won't, it won't crumple. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. With a low number on the momentum side, but a high number on the kinetic energy side. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, no. I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your question? <laughs> oh, no. You, you're doing great. <laughs> I just said, just tell us about the vector hammer. You know, like, so, yeah, you, you, okay. you know, you talked about how the uh, micro shaft, but thick wall. Uh, tell me about the inserts, yep. veins, all that good stuff. Just describe it. Yeah, sure. So the inserts, um, the insert is an equally important piece as the shaft. Um, I guess I ought to make a couple more notes on the shaft, but micro diameter, you know, typically is, uh, appreciated for how it, it really isn't impacted by wind, mm-hmm. left to right wind drift. Um, and the, the surface area is so much less that, um, I think, I think over a standard shaft, like our micro shaft on the hammer is, uh, something like 25% less surface area just on the shaft itself than mm-hmm. a standard diameter hunting shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about 25% less drag through a target, you know, that's significant. Yeah. It's going to increase pass-throughs greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also an equal, you know, amount when you're comparing in the wind, the effects of the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I was thinking, who cares about wind? Like, it's just, you know, you know, which way the wind's going. If it's a problem, you hold for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, I started talking to people out West and, and I haven't done a ton of Western hunting. Um, but they were like, no, man, the wind is huge because over a 60, 70, 80 yard shot out here, the mm-hmm. wind could be going two different directions, mm-hmm. you know, gotcha. like it's, you know, out in the West, like, or in the mountains, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a game of, I don't know where the heck, mm-hmm. uh, the wind is going right. over there. You know, right. I, I know what it's doing here. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when you're, when you're splitting hairs, it's something, I don't know if I can shoot good enough to know the difference, but <laughs> On paper, it looks good. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then just uh, the the thick wall technology element is something we're definitely still exploring. I kind of I kind of sketched it up originally on paper, just thinking this will make a small di- or micro diameter shaft durable. Mm-hmm. Like finally, we'll have a durable micro. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we are finding is it transfers energy more efficiently. So. The energy going from the knock end, from the bow to the knock end of the arrow and traveling up to the front of the arrow where it's stored in a high FOC arrow, um, that transfer of energy is much more efficient um, in a thick-walled shaft. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've you know, trademarked this idea of thick-walled technology. Is It's just like in plumbing, you know, mm-hmm. a thicker copper pipe holds heat more efficiently mm-hmm. right it holds energy uh-huh. um so 
that's uh, something we're kind of leaning into. And we have additional aero model prototypes that all employ thick wall technology for that reason. It's just, it's an efficient transfer of energy. Nice. Um, and that, that makes a difference even to your bow. Like it, it, your bow will feel like a different bow shooting a 550 to 600 grain hammer mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, something of any lighter variety mm-hmm. uh, because there is less wasted energy in, in sound, in vibration. That's all wasted energy that could go into your arrow, but your arrow isn't built to store that energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm loving yeah, it. So. So I'm quiet because I'm concentrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's, that's, yeah, that's all, that's, that kind of stuff all kind of went into considering the, the design and, and as well as, uh, the Ashby 12, uh, 12 factors of penetration mm-hmm. was, you know, we considered a lot of that stuff and trying to kind of bring that into a modern compound age a little bit, mm-hmm. nice. which is a whole nother rabbit hole. It's, it's pretty <laughs> interesting studies to read for sure. But, um, yeah. And then the, the insert system is kind of equally important to the shaft, like two piece insert system, um, there's a post that goes about two inches down into the front of the shaft, and that's what's glued in. Mm-hmm. And then there's an outsert piece that goes around the outside of the shaft, and it's about an inch and a half long over the front of your carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. And when you thread your head in, it's all locked down tight, and it just protects the front of your carbon fiber. So you're adding weight, adding durability, protecting your shaft from ever splitting on impact. It's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's cra- it's crazy durable. Like, um, literally today, man, I'm so excited. I just got my hands on uh, 48 shafts of our 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 new arrow. We're gonna release, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in the spring. Mm-hmm. And I just put, you know, the same old insert system that we've been using mm-hmm. on the front of this shaft and went out uh, and. It was about 50 grains lighter than the arrows I had made up for my current setup. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, at 25, 30 yards, it was going to hit the block still. And I it just sailed right over the block. Huh. And it uh, hit the cement base of our, uh, I hope the landlord's not listening, uh, <laughs> of our shop. Uh-huh. And it's kind of in this commercial park setting uh-huh. <laughs> but uh we're in the back so nobody sees me shooting in the parking lot right right and uh it just nails the concrete and i was like oh crap it mm-hmm. just broke the first one you know mm-hmm. and uh it the air wasn't broken the but the insert was a little bent uh-huh. um just very slightly and so i took it inside and i pulled it all apart and the insert was definitely you know unusable it was just slightly bent because I had a, a steel outsert and an aluminum insert on mm-hmm. it. So that aluminum piece just didn't stand up to the concrete wall, I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, but the the carbon fiber, I'll text you a video of this after we after this call. Yeah. But the, you know the, the front of the arrow was fine. It was <laughs> spun straight on a spinner still. Huh. And you can see the insert glued in was a little wobbly. Yeah. But 
no damage to the shaft. So awesome. that's, that's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And when you think about in a hunting scenario, it's like that would pass through still. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, any, I, I don't know in what scenario or what kind of massive bone would do that damage to an arrow. Mm-hmm. I think you might not get a pass through if you hit something really crazy, but I don't think it would destroy the arrow like that. But right. even if it did, like mm-hmm. it would still be effective because it wouldn't be broken, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty rad. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's really just been a pursuit of accuracy and durability, and with the done for you element, uh, hopefully, simplicity for people. You know, yeah, yeah so I mean, we can uh, make it very accessible. Yeah, that's the coolest to the part. Average hunter. Yeah, that's the coolest part to me. Yeah. because like sitting on my shelf cool. to my right, I have an arrow Fletcher. And, uh, that I got for Christmas yeah. last year. And this coming Christmas, I was planning to ask for the arrow saw because I've been looking into all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but nobody's, sure. nobody's making them, you know? And so, like, basically, I was getting prepared yeah. to learn to build my own arrows so that I could do all this stuff. And now it's like, ah, I don't have to do that, you know? Like, <laughs> the money I'm about to spend on a saw and, uh, and, you know, the Fletcher and all that stuff, like, I can order a dozen arrows from you and not have to worry Heck about. Yeah you know, screwing them up. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the hope, man. Mm-hmm. And, and also I, I, something we need to work on a little better, but I hope, uh, is more accessible to people in the next couple of weeks is, uh, create an account on our site. Mm. And then when you're running low, you can literally just log into your account, mm-hmm. go to past orders and hit, order this one again, nice. you know, and you just get, you just get the same thing every time. Yep. That's my other complaint. Versus like, uh huh. Yeah, man. That's like, my other I complaint. Felt, I felt like for the last many years, it was like, you know, the beginning of the summer, I get all the pieces for my dozen arrows, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And by the time September 15th rolls around for the opener here in Wisconsin, it's like, I've got four arrows in my quiver. Mm-hmm. I lost all the rest or <laughs> broke them, um, you know, or weeded them out because they didn't fly like the rest of them. And I didn't know why. And mm-hmm. um, so you're just like pinching pennies all season. I don't know if you relate with that. But mm-hmm. that that's just oh, like, yeah. I felt like that every year for the last couple of years, like just arrow poor. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, so it's it, trying to just make it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. And, once we can hire some more people, if we can find some more people, yeah, um, then uh, I want to get lead times down to where it's like we're just the Amazon Prime of <laughs> refilling your quiver, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, yeah, that would be the ideal. So we're mm-hmm. really working towards that. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I have about a dozen arrows leaning up against my wall here because. The last time I went to buy them, I was so frustrated because just like you, you know, I'd buy a dozen next year, buy a dozen. And, you know, I'd have a couple left over from the last batch. and They'd always be different or, you know, or maybe they changed the model. You know, they didn't have the exact same arrow and stuff like that. And so the last Mm -hmm. time I bought arrows, I bought two dozen just because I was sick of, you know, of them being different. And so, yeah, that's a fantastic idea. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Mm hmm. Just awesome. uh, trying to 
do this thing a little differently mm-hmm. and in a way that, you know, I wish I had when I was kind of getting into it. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a game changer for me as a, you know, early 20s guy, like getting into bow hunting for the mm-hmm. first time, like, you know, or at least for deer, like, like I, you know, shot rabbits and stuff as a kid, but mm-hmm. like really going for it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time on this and try to get good at it. And like, there was a lot of failure. Um, now looking back, I think is cause I just didn't realize how important the arrow was, you know, mm-hmm. it's doing all the work, you know, yep. it's doing all the work. Yep. It's the only part that's going to touch that deer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's tempting to buy a new bow every year for some reason, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. You know, like, I think for me it's even worse with broadheads, and I've kind of had to learn that lesson. But, uh, you know, people, and myself included, you know, spend $1,000 on a new bow, but then you go cheap on yep. the arrows and the broad. For me, it was really bad with broadheads. Um, you know, I was buying mm-hmm. that $30 pack of broadheads and, and even cringing at that. Sure. Um, and so, Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing where it's like uh, that the sexiest marketing is around these heads that are essentially disposable. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I like fixed heads. And I won't poo poo on mechanicals. Like they work for certain applications. Like, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people mm-hmm. kill big critters with them, but, um, Man, it it is so much more affordable to get a higher price fixed head and just keep resharpening it. Mm-hmm. My gosh, like, um, yeah. There, and there's some awesome options that you can just keep reusing forever and ever. It feels like and mm-hmm. that thirty dollar pack of three heads. You know, it might be the cheapest for the weekend, but. Mm-hmm man that's three shots and yeah it's over <laughs> yeah, yeah and when you may only get you know one or two shots a year that can be a big deal yeah, mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. yeah awesome yeah well i got a few more a uh, few more questions here on my list and i don't think these will be quite as long uh but cool. uh one question here is just uh like when you send out a pack of arrows, do you expect yeah. people to have to tune them or are you, you know, something you're saying like you shouldn't really have to tune them? Yeah, I think maybe we should define what tuning an arrow means. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think what you might mean is like knock tune. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people talk about knock tuning where which is when, uh, if say you're shooting at 20, 30 yards mm-hmm. and with practice tips and you're shooting for group size and maybe you mark your arrows one through 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you take note of the arrows that don't land in the pocket when it feels like you had a great release. It should have been in the pocket, but it's, it's a flyer. Like you make note of those arrows. And you turn the knock, twist the knock to the next vein mm-hmm. on those arrows until they start grouping with the rest of your set. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's called knock tuning. And what you're essentially doing is tuning the knock so that the stiff side of a shaft is, this, is oriented the same on your string with all your arrows. So to make 
terms further confusing the mm-hmm. the stiff side of the shaft is also called the spine of gotcha. the arrow gotcha and <laughs> so there's the spine rating which is like uh-huh. a 250 spine a 300 spine but then the spine of the shaft is you know when it's manufactured by rolling that carbon fiber mm-hmm. layers and layers of it over together there's always going to be a stiff side of that shaft and it'll flex one way easier than it will the other so Mm-hmm. If you can identify that either by knock tuning or before you even build the arrow, mm-hmm. um, then that's ideal. And like I, I've, I had an uncle who was telling me, oh yeah, we used to uh, cap both ends of the shaft and then float the shaft mm-hmm. in the bathtub. I've heard of that. And then, yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> that sounds like so laborious. I, I feel like I would just, cry if i ever lost one of those arrows like mm-hmm. all the work goes into it mm-hmm. uh but that's what you're doing is you know for the best most accurate full set of arrows like you need that stiff side of the shaft pointing ideally straight up mm-hmm. or straight down on a compound um on every arrow so uh we we can't knock tune arrows for you that would require mm-hmm. us to shoot them mm-hmm um, out of your bow and, uh-huh. um, but we do mark the spine on every shaft manually <laughs> takes freaking forever. <laughs> um, yeah, we're manually marking the stiff side of the shaft so mm. that when you knock the arrow, it's mm-hmm. facing straight up gotcha. or straight down. Gotcha. Um, and that, that really helps and it's not a guarantee, but mm-hmm. it's like, maybe one out of 12 arrows mm-hmm. you might have to do a little knock tune if you're if you're a really killer archer right you know? like yeah i'm i feel like i'm kind of just now getting to where i can really identify that anyway mm-hmm. like uh to really be like okay arrow number 11 mm-hmm. what's going on with arrow number 11 yeah yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> my release was perfect 12 times in a row and <laughs> I know there's something goofy with that one. Like uh-huh. that's that's totally an art. Uh, but we're trying to, you know, eliminate that factor right. for people. Yeah. So you don't have to even really know about it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So I've I've been on y'all's website and explored it, and uh, I put all my stats in and played with it and everything, and. Uh, for those people listening who haven't, you know, they ask for your, your draw length, your draw weight, uh, what you're going to be yep. hunting, broadhead, and all that stuff. And so this question is, you know, let's say I, I put all that stuff in. Y'all send me a dozen arrows, and I let's say I, just for instance I entered a 125-grain broadhead on the scale. And yeah. uh, let's say – I hope not – I hope I'm not jinxing myself here, but let's say this season comes along and I – do terrible and I screw everything up and I don't get a single shot. And then mm-hmm. next year, let's say I draw an elk hunt somewhere and I mm. want to bump yep. that broadhead up to like 200 because I'm going after elk now instead of whitetail. Uh, yeah. I guess how big a deal is that, you know, if I order quote the 125 grain version and I step up to a 200 grain broadhead? Um, that's a big deal. Okay. Uh, I mean, technically, it would require you to change arrows gotcha. if you're going to change that drastically. Mm-hmm. 125 to 150 would be less of a big deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 125 to 200, you need new arrows. Yeah. 
um, or to change your draw weight mm-hmm. to make that arrow fly right. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it will be dr- dramatically underspined. Like, you'd mm-hmm. probably not shoot through paper well at all mm-hmm. if you were that underspined by going from a 125 head to a 200. It would mm-hmm. make your shaft just flex all over the place. Mm-hmm. All the way to the target, it would look like a, you know, a Twizzler flying through the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, versus, you know, coming off the bow, there's some flex. If you watch like a super slow mo video of an arrow coming off a bow, if if the spine is, you know, the appropriate rating, there's some flex coming off the bow, and after about 20 feet, that arrow is straight and rotating and flying flying uh straight path towards the target like mm-hmm. not continuing to flex like a twizzler all the way there like yeah. i saw this video i can't get it out of my head something on the outdoor channel year years ago but it was like a super slow-mo shot on a caribou um and it they were kind of talking about in the video, like, wow, that's so cool. You see the arrow, like, flexing back. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. I think you know what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, like a, like a Twizzler, like, yeah. flexing all over the place, all mm-hmm. the way to the caribou. And luckily, he hit it real mm-hmm. good. But, it, you know, all of that unnecessary flex and movement, it's all just energy just, like, dumping out of your arrow, mm-hmm. you know? And so to bring it back to just efficient transfer of energy, a appropriately spined arrow, that's what it's all about is Mm -hmm. an efficient transfer of energy. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't lose all your energy before you even get to the critter. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're creating a system that retains all the energy and delivers it at the target. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's my, long-winded answer i had a feeling that was going to be the answer but that's why i asked it just in case you know because i know there's somebody listening who'd be tempted to do it so Uh, yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and still kind of on the broadhead deal and you touched on this a little earlier uh like would you recommend or not recommend mechanical broadheads with your arrows um i i think it's kind of a personal choice Mm -hmm. i think if you're using mechanical you just have to be a little more confident that you're going to hit where you're aiming, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I mean, it's, obviously they work, man. Like, right. I see, you know, I've used them. I've loved, loved using them mm-hmm. in the past. And right now I'm just kind of Jones and I'm saving my money mm-hmm. by using quality fixed heads. And I like these alighted, not purely so I can find my arrow with my expensive broadhead on it. <laughs> right. But then I just, keep using it over and over and over it's like mm-hmm. i shot two deer a pig and a turkey with an iron will solid 125 grain head mm-hmm. and just with some light touching up the sharpness like mm-hmm. man it, it, it's just good to go i mm-hmm. will probably use it for years nice um you know that's, it doesn't get any more affordable than that really mm-hmm. even though it's a what thirty-five dollar head, yeah, for one. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm robbing the bank, man. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, the kudu, the kudu point's about the same, although it's like half the price of the iron will. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, amazing, man. They're, I think they're fifty bucks for three of them. Mm-hmm. But you can just keep using them, keep sharpening them. They hold an edge. There's multiple um, animals, and mm-hmm. they're they're awesome, man. With or without the bleeders. Um, but I, if my wife were to say I want to give bow hunting a try, I would absolutely get her a fixed head because mm-hmm. um, it's just confidence for when gotcha. things don't go like you plan and mm-hmm. but if you know you're gonna like john dudley man that guy just his arrow goes where he wants it man mm-hmm. and that's it, it I, I can't tell him it doesn't make sense for him to use a mechanical right, right. <laughs> and he's got a heavy heavy arrow behind it too uh-huh. so. nice. yeah all right and then one one more on broadheads. Uh, weight recommendation, you know, for that. Like, you know, this is the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. Hopefully, people are going to listen from all over the place. But you know, somebody who's going to be yeah. hunting, you know, mostly whitetail down here. We got hogs. Uh, you know, our, we do have a some elk tags. Uh, our bear population is growing, and uh, you know, if you had to, oh yeah, Wait. oh yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. That's super mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, most people don't. Jealous. It's kind of a hidden, uh, kind of a hidden jewel down here. Um, they actually they have several uh, counties now that just uh, uh, did away with the quota, and so, mm. um, so yeah, it's it's definitely growing. So. Wow, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess you know, like if if somebody was going to order these arrows and stuff, and you know, maybe just kind of wanting a, an all around broadhead weight do you got something uh, that you would recommend yeah i think 125 is uh kind of the all-around mm-hmm. winner they're widely available they don't sell out you know right mm-hmm. before season um and and oftentimes like a quality thick 125 grain head is durable enough that there's enough material on that head that you can bulk up your FOC with your insert weight mm-hmm. and be just golden for, you know, most of North American game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm using a 125 head on a 580 grain arrow, and I'm just feel like it's a pretty good crossover setup with you know for. Black bear, white tail, elk, you know, nice. about anything. So, nice. I, yeah, and I, and I, I don't think I would, you know, up my weight for almost any reason, mm-hmm. personally. Like, a good sharp head, 550 plus grain, mm-hmm. you're good for about anything in North America. Nice. If you're going to go to Africa, you know, in some cases, yeah, bust out that. 200 grainer mm-hmm. or if you just really want to drill them yeah <laughs> i mean yeah we've got some friends who you know um like uh some guys on uh, the hunting public and stuff like they're just really all about their 200 grain heads yeah <laughs> and they want they want a 650 700 grain arrow and they're going to take a 20 yard or less shot and really drill them and they want to watch it go down in 10 yards <laughs> right. yeah and that's that's the game they're playing man and mm-hmm. i 
it's cool, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's still a little bit of tinkering to be done. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but yeah, I like 125. Good. All right. You kind of fed into my next question too. Uh, this one came from uh, one of my listeners. Uh, does it matter if the weight? Just this is kind of more of a general question, but. When you're talking about FOC, sure. does it matter if the yeah. weight is in the broadhead versus the insert? Uh, you know, could uh, somebody put a really heavy insert in a lighter broadhead or, you know? Sure. Um, I think really the only concern is durability. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the material? What kind of head is it? Um, if you're, if you're going to put a flimsy mechanical on a super, super heavy insert, mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have just plain old durability problems. Gotcha. You know, you're going to you're gonna crumple your head when you hit something hard or a bone or, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. when when it, it's doing the work, you're, you're, you're not serving that broadhead really well mm-hmm. um, by crumpling it yeah. with a heavy insert. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> so I think there's a kind of a balance. Uh, if you're... If you're shooting a fixed head, you're already halfway there. Like no matter what, mm-hmm. like um, I think it's a definitely um, like half the problems are out the window if you're just shooting a fixed head anyway. But gotcha. Um, that's kind of why I like the 125. It's like not too heavy. Mm-hmm. It's just enough to like you know, especially with a quality fixed head. It's like Two, bl- two blades with bleeders or something mm-hmm. like that kudu or the iron will it's they're such good steel and uh they're gonna hold up even with a heavier yeah. insert so it's it's really it's really just a durability thing kind of more or less common sense i think <laughs> gotcha. gotcha on the durability side at least but yeah. otherwise i don't think it matters i mean mm-hmm. yeah okay Awesome. All right. From a technical perspective, it doesn't matter. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Time to switch gears a little bit. We're going to get back on that vein train. And so, uh, I mean, we talked about it some earlier, but, you know, again, go back to your website. You have a three vein option. You have a four vein option. You have a couple different four vein options. Uh, Yeah. So talk about three versus four. Talk about your different models and why somebody might pick one or the other. Yeah. Whole nother rabbit hole uh, opened up here. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we've been playing with this a ton um, and have argued back and forth internally on what's better. And in the name of really making this simple for users and again, bringing better performance for hunting to the average bow hunter, we want to just standardize as much as possible. So mm-hmm. we've moved towards standardizing four fletch. There is still one three fletch option on the site, but honestly I'm for removing it entirely mm-hmm. uh, because we got a shooting machine here that like holds a bow mm-hmm. and you crank it back and you re- it releases the same way every single time you can put an arrow in the same hole at 60 yards every single time Mm -hmm. with this machine. It's kind of fun. Gotcha. But you know, we start testing three, three veins versus four veins on the same arrow, you know, Uh pull that arrow out of the target and 
ripped the veins off, put four veins on it, you know, mm-hmm. put three veins on it. It's, you know, really trying to eliminate every variable, the mm-hmm. human, human release element. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just always better with four. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has to do with the density of the shaft and, you know, it's a, it's a thick walled micro shaft. It's, it's a different kind of flying thing mm-hmm. than other arrows. Like I think other arrows, maybe it doesn't matter as much. Uh, for this one, four is far better. Hmm. And that's just what we're finding, man. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's a, a drag element with, there's three different fusion veins available. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the high profile ones, which make a little more sense for a larger fixed broadhead. And then there's the real small profile ones that you have, you know, that make more sense for maybe a mechanical or a, a smaller profile fixed head. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, the the smaller profile veins make a little more sense for if you're shooting really long distances mm. um, for just a different drag element. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are grouping better at really long distances out of the shooting machine. And then the higher profile ones group definitely better than a three-fletch vein of any profile, but they're I think they're slowing down faster and they're losing control at a faster rate than the smaller profile fusions. So mm-hmm. boy, it's, there you go. I'm in the weeds now, but <laughs> that, you know, it depends on the head and how far you're going to shoot them gotcha. and how far you want to be accurate with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the, the four, it just seems to always, always group significantly better. Like to give you a picture, like out of the shooting machine, I, I was doing this last week out at the archery club. Oh. We've got a hundred yard bale out there and I was shooting it at a hundred yards. And the four fledged group was about the size of a softball out of the machine. Mm-hmm. And the three fledged group was bigger than a paper plate. Hmm. So there I, uh, I'm not the sciencey guy. You'll have to invite David on <laughs> to talk about why, but, uh-huh. It's just been very repeatable that that's what's happening. So gotcha. if it, if it's at a hundred yards, then, you know, then that should uh, give you confidence at 20 or 30. Right. Right. That you've got the control you need on that arrow and mm-hmm. going to hit where you want it. Gotcha. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, perfect, man. That, uh, that does it for my list of questions. And so, uh, right on. Uh, real quick, you know, I just want to give you a chance to, sh- to shout out your business and where people can find sure. you, social media, and all that good stuff. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's been fun to be on and share a little bit about what we're up to. I hope it all makes sense. We're uh, we're really trying to catch up on creating content around mm-hmm. this stuff because it's it's hard to just talk about it. Sometimes you got to just got to show it, you mm-hmm. know, in action. Right. Um. So yeah, we got a YouTube channel vector custom shop um and then vector custom mm-hmm. you can also just search vector arrows you'll find us um and on instagram same story awesome. um but yeah we're we got got a lot of stuff in the works man i 
we're really scratching the surface, but just trying to make better hunting arrow performance mm-hmm. available to the average Joe. It's not, you know, much really any more expensive than arrows you'd get out of a box at big mm-hmm. sporting goods. If you yeah. want a dozen arrows, you know, let mm-hmm. us help you. It's not yeah. going to be more expensive. <laughs> and that's That's been another thing that shocked me too. That's what I've been telling everybody is like, man, you get these great, yeah. awesome custom arrows and they're not any more yeah. expensive than a normal arrow. So heck yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really just all yeah. part of the mission. Yeah. Yep. And I, I got one shout out for you. Uh, so after I found your website and was researching it, I sent it to my brother because my brother's probably done even more research into this stuff than I have. And uh, mm-hmm. he actually ordered some arrows a couple days ago, and he had a, a question. Oh, good. He had a question and called the number, and he texted me uh, back, and he's like, yeah, I talked to some guy named Isaac. And uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I just want to yeah. throw out that y'all's, uh, y'all's customer service is top-notch. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I can't say that it's quite that good for everybody. <laughs> we're still a small shop, and we're mm-hmm. all wearing multiple hats, man. Right? So yeah. It's uh, we're we're really actively looking for people to join the team. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in Southern Wisconsin, call the number on our site, please. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please, God. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, for, uh, everybody's yeah. struggling to find people. So. Mm-hmm. It's true, and it's hard to compete right now with like mm-hmm. the starting bonuses that are out there and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you're an archery fanatic, you know, come on our team and uh, grow with us. It'll be a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Isaac. Well, I really appreciate it. This was awesome. You were super informative, and so I just really appreciate oh, you coming on the show. I'll do what I can. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, man. It's, of course. It's, uh, always a pleasure. Of course. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you. There we go. Another great episode in the books. I got a quick confession for you guys. As soon as Isaac and I got off the phone, I went online, punched in my information on their website, and ordered me a dozen arrows before I released this podcast because I want to be ahead of all you people in line because I know after listening to that, several of you are going to be interested, as you should. Great guy, great company, great product. And so Vector Custom Shop, get online, put in your information, and get some arrows headed your way because hunting season is right around the corner. So get them ordered so that way you can get them you know, sighted in and shooting right for the season. And it's almost here, guys. I know I keep saying it, but before you know it, you're going to blink and it's going to be opening day. So get your orders in, get everything going, get ready for this season. Uh, I hope you guys can come out to the expo this weekend. Like I said, I plan on being there most of the day Saturday. Probably get there late morning sometime because it's a little bit of a drive for me. But uh, going to be hanging out most of the day. Please say hi if you see me. Uh, I'll be the only one there wearing an Oklahoma Outdoor t-shirt because I haven't sold any of them. My wife just had some made for me as a present. So I have some. You guys don't. I'm, the like I said, the short blonde guy. So come say hi, and I believe that's going to do it. Uh, I feel like I had one more thing, but I can't think of it, so just going to let you guys go. Hope you all have a fantastic week. Enjoy what little bit of summer you have left uh, before you send the kiddos back to school. And that's going to do it, guys. Have a fantastic week, and I'll see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast. <laughs>